0: friends we're back your favorite podcast show of the week it is location weekly this is episode number 556 and uh yeah we're uh, recording on a friday this week because um i'm going to be in germany next week with our good friend carsten and uh and um, as we sort of make the announcement about the future of the LBMA and where we're going and all the things that we've got planned for this, the rest of this year and so on. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's exciting.
0: right? Yeah, it is exciting. A it's exciting to travel
1: because I haven't
0: really done that. Um, so that's, that's an experience. Um, yeah, it'll be good to see him. Also, my daughter's going to come with me, so that'll be fun to just hang out and do that together. So yeah.
1: That sounds awesome, and um, and you will also be recording next week with Carson, which is gonna be really fun. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, but I will be uh, with the Pina Colada on the beach in Dominican Republic.
0: <laughs> Don't be sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry, yeah. <laughs>
1: sorry.
0: It's all good. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so, you know, we both got things going on the next couple of weeks, uh, a bit of travel. So, but, yeah, you know, I feel like, and I was out last night uh, with uh, our mutual friend, Tim Garcia, uh, formerly of here and now at Google, and um, yeah, it was good to catch up with him uh, as he was visiting in Toronto yesterday, so that was, that was good.
1: Yeah, so, I had a little fun um, haul, but lots of fun, you guys had. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah,
0: so, but it's all good. All right, so let's just jump into it. We got four stories uh, to, to walk through here, and I'll let Aubriana kick us
1: off. All right, so let's go over to Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, Company I have not heard of before called Club Essential. And, you know, they offer this suite of membership and club management solutions. So think country clubs, golf, city, yacht, universities, all these different things. And they offer all these different suite solutions around website, mobile apps, you know, for accounting, scheduling tea times. Uh, point of sale crm all those things uh, currently they say they have about 1300 private clubs and now they're announcing that they're calling uh it's ca- they're calling this the the private club industry's first location based marketing suite so here we are 2022 and we've got private clubs with a location based marketing suite uh they're using a variety of technology they claim geofencing beacons uh their mobile app, CRM, I mentioned, messaging, context, timing, all those great things. Their goal here is to increase member engagement and have a better user experience, um, you know, and then getting those insights, of course, and tracking and attribution throughout the process to improve future communications with members. I mean, meh, we're like 2022, we're talking about location-based marketing suite for clubs. Look, I think unless I like crash my golf cart, I don't need to be sharing my precise location with any golf club. But, you know, this is kind of it's a little off for me because I feel like we're we're week over week talking about the implications of precise location. I mean, I don't know. Is geofencing still valuable, really, in in this type of a situation? I'm trying to think of how it could be um you know or or beacons you know perhaps I'm, I'm trying to think of of applications with some of the membership examples they gave um i'd love to hear more but actually i don't know that i would but i i i'm not really sure there's a, a lot of value here to me this is a very like not exciting story so i feel like the stories can only go out from here asif i'm sorry
0: <laughs> um okay so I'll try and put a little bit more of a positive spin on it than that. So, so I'm not, you know, I'm kind of like boring bored from a, a technology perspective, because there's nothing obviously unique or new or different here, you know, uh, Well, from our, our perspective of, you know, being talking about location-based marketing solutions for the last 12 years. But um, so we've seen a lot of things, but I think what's, you know, perhaps interesting here is that, you know, this is an existing company with, you know, 1300 existing clients, you know, servicing, you know, that private club set, you know, sector with, you know, all the other things that they do, CRM and, you know, booking systems and and so on. So I think from a point of view of, you know, adding additional features to their existing product set uh, that they don't, ha- they didn't have before and helping their clients understand, you know, um, where the the members of those clubs are going uh within the facilities or you know what you know what they're you, you know like like it, it, if i think about it from a, a golf club perspective let's say right so you've got you know the you know maybe you've got like the the restaurant in there you've got you know the tea sh- shop you got the you know whatever right you got a bunch of things you know on the property but are all the members going to all of those things at what you know, how how frequently and those kinds of things, right? Like, I think from a tracking perspective there to understand, you know, we need to drive more traffic to the store or we need to drive more traffic to this or whatever. Um, and having data to back that up, I think it's interesting. Um, but again, like from a technology point of view, there's like this, this is, you know, very underwhelming for me. So, um, but Hey, you know, um, good i guess good on on finding their niche and and staying staying with it right so
1: They're, yes very niche i mean i can see this application in like resort casino something that is yeah. massive, right where you have a reason to interact a reason to engage with an app i don't know that a golf resort to me is like or even a golf club let's just say golf club i mean I I don't think there's that many places that people can go. How large is your membership base that you don't know? Like, don't you see the sales every, you know, every day, what's happening at the bar, what's happening at the tea shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah. And I, I, so what I do think is like, even if you take something like, you know, ground level, for example, you know, we're, you know, we're seeing, you know, everybody's movements from a, you know, uh, population point of view right being able to look and say okay the members of this club also go to these places external to that club right and looking for you know potential partnerships and affiliations and things like that that might you know uh, drive incremental sales that's interesting right so I think you know there might be some way for you know what they're doing here to be combined with with some other kind of geo services out there but that's kind of all I got on it for now. So yeah. anyhow, all right, on to our second story. So we're going to jump over to Ireland now and uh, kind of timely, you know, it's, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day is uh, coming up soon. I, I saw McDonald's the other day, it's got the shamrock shake out now and, um, you know, so anyhow, so we're, we're heading over to Ireland. There's a company over there called Gamma uh, and they're a location uh, data services uh, company and they've announced uh, a new service called Address Link, and this is only available across uh, Ireland. Um, but they think that they're, you know, they're projecting anyways. They're going to uh, generate uh, over two million um, euros in new business from this this product uh, over the next year. And essentially, what it is is it's a web-based API uh, that delivers um, property-level uh, data. Um, so you know, think about you know, real estate, commercial real estate in particular, uh, or retail. Um, and they have like all of this information, you know, about the, uh, the size of the property and, you know, you know, the crime in the, in the area and, you know, flood and fire, you know, um, history and all sorts of different, you know, sort of elements about the properties and the neighborhoods and the areas around them. Um, and so all of that they've kind of made available now uh, to their clients in a web-based api um, that they're kind of delivering this sort of property level data on so i think it's kind of interesting obviously there's a huge need for this uh, type of data when you're you know looking to build new properties or looking to you know uh, acquire you know real estate or make decisions you know on where to locate you know your new store or, or things like that obviously you know that whole site selection type of uh, arena. You know relies heavily on on this type of data, um, and it looks like you know they they say they've got uh, three billion data points across Ireland uh, and ten years worth of of, uh, of change information that they've been uh, accumulating. So you know it's, that's pretty sizable. Um, so I think this is interesting, right? And and I think the other thing I was thinking about is. You know, on the consumer side of things, you know, with hotels and, and, you know, real estate, you know, you you often will see now, you know, when you look up a listing or things like that, it's got like, you know, the walk score and the transit score and, you know, all those kinds of things, right? And I think, you know, we're starting to see that now in commercial um, real estate as well, you know, with obviously there's way more elements that are, that, you know, you're going to pay attention to like these guys have. But I think, uh, I think it's an interesting offering.
1: Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think that, you know, we've seen other companies, as you mentioned, do this in the past uh, and probably primarily, in let's say like U S Canada, but you know, here in the States, for sure. If you're looking for real estate on, let's say street easy or um, you know, anything Zillow, right. You've got that incorporated. I know friends that, that start off with what Matt Ponix got acquired by Pitney Bowes oh. which is now um uh, what is it uh, precisely,
0: precisely I think per- precisely that's it yeah.
1: yeah yeah so you know they've got they've got this offering that they have baked in and basically the great schools mapping to any residential home that is for sale or within an MLS listing can link back to that school and you can see okay what is this zone for How do they perform and all that data? So, I think there's great application here again on the commercial and residential side. And, um, you know, what I think is interesting about this is that just putting in the work effort, it's easy. It's an easy acquisition for like a bigger player to swoop them and and scoop them up because it would be used uh, perhaps and applied, whether that's like on a here type of mapping or again, like a precisely. So, I think there's a lot of opportunity for this. Um, when you specialize and focus in like one country and do it really well so
0: yeah for sure for sure okay right.
1: something fun here it's february so um yes it is black history month but it's also valentine's day a very hallmark holiday here in america uh love is in the air and apparently a chicken is too because shake shack is teaming up with doordash on a pretty fun campaign so the couple have launched what they call Eat Cute. It's a limited time online dating site. Um, so there's like this chicken sandwich promotion, but you can match based on chicken sandwich preferences, I suppose. So you can visit the site. Actually, you probably won't be able to visit the site because it's about to end, but people could visit the site. It was letseatcute.com. You can upload a picture and say how spicy you like it. Okay, so i like it hot. Um, So, you know, what's interesting though here is that like you match with someone and once you make this match, you can get a a promotional coupon for a buffalo chicken sandwich. Um, So the sandwich is gonna be available through almost the end of April. However, the dating site will not be. So you can like swipe to match, you can hit the X to pass. There's not any chat features, but they said they will share your Instagram handle to connect you. I think this is cute and fun and I really want to see if anybody ever gets married because they met, because they both have the same chicken sandwich preference. And my question to this was like, when people visit the site and they upload a picture, are they uploading a picture of themselves or of their sandwich? I don't know.
0: I, do I, I'm assuming it's themselves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, what do you think? <laughs>
0: yeah i'm assuming it's themselves but anyhow um yeah i I think this is super fun um you know when i saw this story it reminded me of uh, a project that you know we were involved in many many years ago now with um uh, oscar meyer um and uh if you remember the the video from that one where they built like uh, a mobile app uh called sizzle i think it was called um and it was about you know basically finding your your love like this uh of you know uh, people who like bacon right so you know um and it was it was really interesting like you know to try and like you know pair people up based on their love of bacon and uh so that's kind of what the first thing that went into my head as i as i saw this story um and yeah so so i think it's fun i think it's um interesting like uh in in the article like doordash says that chicken sandwiches are among the top 10 menu items ordered in February. I don't know why chicken sandwiches are I think in February versus other times of year, but apparently, uh, (laughs) apparently that's what's happening. Um, so yeah,
1: people want some hot and spicy fried chicken, Asif. That's what it is. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, like from a Shake Shack perspective, you know, obviously all these kind of fast food companies now have all been putting out, you know, uh, Buffalo chicken sandwiches, or spicy chicken sandwiches, or, or something. So it, you know, there's obviously a demand uh, for this, and so the timing, I think, is good that they're releasing this. I th- I love that they're playing you know around with it in a fun way. I love that there's content you know that's being created and shared, and um, you know I th- I think they'll you know they're they're obviously going to get a lot of play out of out of the story, and it probably didn't cost that much to do it. So you know, right. it's somebody uh, somebody very creative, uh, you know. Uh, did something good here, I think. So
1: I I agree, and this kind of reminded me of something that we did. This really cool study we did back when I was at Gather Lab and running more of like that audience intelligence piece of things. We analyzed all this data around the Popeyes chicken sandwich and the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich wars, and it was very cool because we identified this audience called the Influencibles, and they were those that had frequented um, Chick Fil A and or Popeye's previously, but maybe not the other. And after the war, you know, they all, everybody wanted to try both of them. So there was like a massive spike and uptick in app downloads, as well as like visitation during certain times. And, you know, there's certain people that just want to try the next new chicken sandwich. There's certain people that want to try Mm -hmm. the, whatever stuffed crust or Dorito taco shell, you know? So, There is certainly like those that are influenced by trying new food items, especially ones that are temporary and promotional. So um, I don't know, this kind of reminded me of that. And just thinking about how like there's different ways to capture that data and perhaps it's through a faux dating site or, you know, maybe at a broader level, it's (laughs) through some other insights, but it's fun.
0: Yeah. All right, our final story, uh, 7-Eleven now, and and this time we're going over to Japan. 7-Eleven in Japan is uh, upping the game uh, when it comes to contactless or touchless payments. So they are testing uh, a a new feature uh, that is a holographic um, payment terminal so essentially the way this works is uh, and it's all about you know sort of touch free you know in this COVID era now so um essentially you know like there's a like a tabletop, um like you know counter that you walk up to and the um the technology is, is uh, the register like the, the payment terminal is embedded into the into the counter and then what it does is it, is it projects out in a holographic um image the uh, the buttons and things that you need to, to press, and you can literally tap the air um, and interact with uh, you know with with this thing without actually touching it. So. I think it's kind of cool, um, you know. And so they're going to be uh, starting next month in six stores in Tokyo, and uh, trying this out. And you know, obviously, there's a huge demand for anything contactless right now, and we've seen it, that especially on the payments side of things. So I think this is uh, this is very interesting to you know, like the idea of you know, tapping or punching in my code or whatever, you know, in uh, in the air. Like I, I think that's that's fantastic. So. Um, yeah, it, it's, um, I could see it taking off. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I agree with you. I can see this taking off, not necessarily because of the touchless aspect, but I think of it more in terms of like the space where these um, perhaps could play, right?
0: Yeah.
1: About how currently, when you go into a retail store, typically you go to a point of sale that's like right in front of the exit. And then the new kind of way was like, oh, you can check out with people across the store on mobile devices or on iPads, you know, just check out wherever, trying to kind of, I guess, make it a better customer experience, not having to wait in lines and just kind of finding people where they are, different departments. And so I can definitely see the ability to kind of do this self-checkout type of a thing that's touchless, that doesn't necessarily take up an aisle or space, you know, perhaps in the future where it's just really easy and you can check out wherever i think that that could be you know the future or perhaps there's other applications of this um beyond point of sale but i think it's fun i also wonder like you know maybe they should have done like the i was thinking of the arcade game like where you dance and it could see your dance moves and if you did it right yeah. <laughs> it's like dance to check out you know i could see where where yeah. does this go yeah. next <laughs> oh,
0: dear. yeah no I, yeah so i'm with you I, I i think this is great um and um it only works with um cashless payment methods as well like so credit cards qr code based payments so they you know obviously they, there's no cat like you can't take physical cash involved and they also uh, pointed out that for these specific terminals um you can't buy alcohol or tobacco uh, or prepared foods um through them so
1: yeah gotta have a code i guess and be able to check it out. well i guess
0: like age verification or you know things like that like you know that are you know you know you got to have for those kinds of things so yeah so there, there you go. go very cool all right so that's our show for this week uh four stories there thank you again everybody for listening watching uh, please reach out if you have story ideas thanks to um the companies that we featured last week who uh reshared or or liked uh, the posts uh, that we uh that we put out there so yeah um if you got a good idea a good story and it's something to do with location or geo or payments or data around that you know we're happy to talk about it so have a great week everybody